Yo, yo, it's your boy, Chris Scannerberry, a.k.a. Big Scan. And it's your boy, Jamal Scannerberry, a.k.a. Bigger Scan. And we back. We back. And man, what a way to close out this NFL season, baby. Man, it was a spectacular Super Bowl. Uh, oh game God. ended up within uh, three points. Great performance by Cooper Cup, uh, Super Bowl MVP. But also a stellar performance by Joe Burrow and the Bengals, man. Amen. Shout out to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Give him a round of applause. Great Super Bowl, man. Great Super Bowl. Yeah, those guys are going to be back. I love Joe. I love what them guys brought to the table. I personally think Aaron Donald should have been MVP, but I guess we're going to get into that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, we're going to get mm-hmm. into that a little bit. And we got a fun episode to come. We got a special guest today, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got some exciting things to talk about with the end of the NFL season, and we're jumping fully into basketball. Right. So you ready, Bigger Scant? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Back, coming at y'all again with a beautiful Super Bowl that we just have to touch on before we jump into basketball. Tell me, Bigger Scan, what was your initial reaction watching that game? Man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, My initial reaction was, wow, was I wrong about how this game is going to turn out? Mm -hmm. Because I had the Rams winning initially. That's not how the game was going. Mm -hmm. Um, But, wow, to see a defensive performance by Aaron Darnold that we saw. My goodness. I think he single-handedly brought that game back. Oh, yeah. Um, Cooper Cup performed. Cooper Cup was the Super Bowl MVP, but I think it was Aaron Donald's performance finally getting to Burrow and shaking that thing up a little bit. They were doubling him in the beginning, and they were slowing things down because the Rams were only rushing four for some reason. They thought that would work, and they were doubling uh, Aaron Donald and doubling Von Miller somehow um, because they kept running tight end sets. Mm -hmm. But, man, oh, man, in that second quarter – I think toward the end of the second quarter or in the, or the beginning of the third quarter, he turned that game over. Yeah, bro. It was crazy to see. For sure. Matt Stafford throws that pick after the Bengals' big touchdown. And mm-hmm. I 100% thought, man, the Bengals are about to blow the doors off this bad boy. Right. right. And Aaron Donald said, nah, not today. And another big piece of Aaron Donald, why to me, he is far and away the most valuable player of that game. That last play, the last almost sack that he made, Jamar Chase had toasted Jalen Ramsey again. I'm going to see if I can get this picture somewhere on Sandbox at some point. But Jamar Chase had toasted Jalen Ramsey again. And had Joe Burrow had any more time, the Bengals are scoring a touchdown. Jamar Chase was wide open sprinting down the field. Man, to speak on that, Jalen Ramsey was just getting toasted all day. You know, granted, the, the, the T. Higgins touchdown was an offensive pass interference. It just wasn't a good day for the Rams secondary. Hey, Jalen, my dog, listen. You that dude, you that <laughs> dude in terms of corners, my brother, you got to get back in the lab because yeah. that was pitiful. Yeah. That was pitiful. Yeah. Last week we touched on it. You talking about some, I got burned by Mike Evans. Brother, you got your chip, but we need to see you in the lab. Yeah, okay? come on. Because, yeah, it was offensive pass interference, but Jamar beat you for a one-handed catch at the start of the game. You you know what I'm saying? Like, he's got to get back in the lobby. You know, the uh, the hype at the end of the game was was toward Eli Apple, and, you know, that was the trending topic. But Jalen Ramsey, 
you might have needed to be in that conversation, my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got saved by the mm -hmm. fact that you guys won the game. But yeah. shouts out to you guys. A question that I have, though, and it, it hurt my heart watching it because I feel certain that Odell might have tore something in terms of a ligament of his knee. Yeah. And he was cooking yeah. before he went down. My question for you, yeah. considering I don't think the Rams get there without him, what team does Odell go to next? Or does he go to a team next? Yeah, I think Odell leaves. Okay. And I think he um, – why not? He's in the championship hunt again. Mm -hmm. The thing about it is who's going to invest in Odell? Um, I'm not going to say it's an ACL tear coming off of an injury. Mm -hmm. We don't know the scale of the injury. We know that his position requires a lot of, you know, movement and, you know, you know, quick moves and things like that, mm -hmm. breaks and things like that. So we don't know what's going to happen and, you know, who's going to probably require his services. But we know it may be a big question mark prior to any team investing in him. He showed but, he's got plenty in the tank. You know, I think he does have plenty in the tank, but we'll see the scale of the injury again, you know. Mm -hmm. the, this will be a second ACL tear if that is what it is. You know what I mean? So we hope it is not the case, obviously. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Odell for winning a championship. Yeah. Um, but if there's any team that I feel like Odell, you know, may consider going to, I think there's there's a few. <clears throat> I think if, if there is any team that he'll go to, he has to go to a team that's a potential championship contender. Yeah. Now we're going to look at money. Um, who has money? I think Casey mm -hmm. could be a good option for him um, because he's not going to require much. I think we're going to see a veteran minimum Odell going for like six million. Yeah, you know this off season. Mm -hmm. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But I think that's that's going to be the scale of things just because of this injury and what it did to what it did to him. Yeah. So, so you think Casey? Casey, you know, I think since he has money. You yeah. know, why not go ahead and run it back with Cincy in that 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 great receiving core? Yeah. You know, or I, you know, my last my last guesstimate would be the Chargers. Mike Williams mm. might be walking out the door. You know, Keenan Allen and you know Justin Herbert may need another guy out there. So stay in LA and play for play for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if I'm honest with you, yeah. The main reason why I asked the question is because there's really only, considering his circumstances, there's really only one team that he could go to. And if you guys haven't noticed, if you're watching the video, I'm rocking the patch jersey this week, baby. I'm rocking the patch jersey this week, baby. And Mac needs a guy. Odell, he's going to work on his dance moves. The gritty he's got. Don't worry. He's got the gritty. <laughs> He, he he might break out the whip if we need to break out the whip. You know, go back to your old dance moves. But look, Mac needs a number one guy. And Odell was this close to becoming a Patriot at the trade deadline this time and a few years back. Odell, I know. I know you want to play with Bill. I know you do. I know you're not get it. He's the dude. He's that dude. The Pats, the Pats are a little bit cap-strapped. You might have to move some contracts around. You might have to figure some stuff out. You right. may not get every cent that you want. But Odell, look, 
it's time for you to go to New England and do what you do. Mac needs a number one guy, and you're going to be the number one guy. And I'm only saying this because I got to see that everybody in Cleveland was wrong, and you still got that juice. Could you imagine Mac with Odell, Hunter Henry, that running game, that defense? What? Why are you looking at me like that? Dude, <laughs> didn't want to stop you, but <laughs> the New England dream is already out the door. Oh, my God. You know, it's been out the door. It's been out the door, you know, the year Brady won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think the New England dream for Odell this year was privied on the fact that Bill Belichick was still there and that Mac Jones was actually contending at that point. Okay. Yeah, and the Patriots were actually contending at that point. But dial back Odell. Bill Belichick won a game and loved the fact that he only passed the ball three times, dude. Do you know why that is? That's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter why it is. You got Odell Beckham over there who wants the ball. So and who's not going to – but let me – really go quick ahead, with go, this thing. Really quick ahead. with this. You got Odell over there who's going to mm-hmm. want the ball. Mm-hmm. And then you got Bill Belichick again. Super fine with passing the ball only three times in the game. It was mm. a snowy game. It was crazy. It was in Buffalo. It was the weather was crazy. You know, the ball, the wind chill was insane. But OBJ, the most theatrical player mm-hmm. that the NFL might have seen since Joe Namath, mm-hmm. cannot sit on the sideline and not get a pass or okay. feel like he he contributed to that team's win. And okay. I'm not saying that OBJ is selfish, but I think you gotta you gotta understand the you gotta understand the scale of things, and I think the Patriots would just be a setback. It isn't that same. Let me tell you something, Patriots fans, because no, I'm gonna get I'm gonna okay. kind of get into something really quick. Go ahead, because we're talking AFC East football here, really quick. Let me tell you, Patriots fans, something. Okay, that aura, it isn't there anymore. Ah, okay. There is no, there is no glaring threat mm. when talking about the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. and to that same accord, it isn't an appealing place to play anymore. Ah, it's cold. Mm. It's in Boston. Mm-hmm. The fan base are still wearing Brady jerseys because they haven't attached themselves completely to Mac Jones quite yet. Mm. They don't know whether or not they're mad at Belichick and Kraft for Brady leaving after and then winning a Super Bowl or what well, you know, Buffalo is not only the best team in that division, but they're also probably the best team in the AFC. Right. It's some things to consider and the Patriots aura. Is that why they brought in that no many more. free agents this past season? That's why he spent the bag on the defense. <laughs> right. And they, they can't get people. What's that? Because they can't get people. No, no, no. He spent the bag. Oh, okay. He right. okay. Let's we can dial back into free agency another time. But one can say that he went nuts and overspent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Based on performance. Okay. Of some. He might have he might have gotten the best free agent in this class based on performance. Mm-hmm. But he spent the bag on some other guys who just weren't there. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's a hit or miss. But he went out. You guys had, I think, almost ninety thousand, ninety million dollars in free agency, mm. 
And he, it was gone in like three days. Granted, <laughs> he got some guys, but a lot of those guys didn't pan out. And, you know, it may be an appealing spot. I think you guys are up there in terms of just cap them out this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're um, a little strapped. They're a little strapped. So, um, yeah, I just, mm. you know, with the fact that OBJ may be going for for a little less than what he what his his talent is is, is granted, but it may be it may be an appealing spot for him. You know, I don't I don't I just don't think that 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 aura is mm, there anymore. That oomph. Yeah, that 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 fear of oh my gosh, we're going to Foxborough. I bet. So now with that all being said, <laughs> when Odell signs New England, I'm gonna send you a jersey. Post, I'm gonna send you a jersey immediately when Odell yeah. signs in New England and realizes that Mac 10, MJ 10 is that dude. I'm sending you a jersey. We got to get into basketball, but I'm gonna make sure you know you heard it here first. Sandbox Odell Beckham Jr. is going to the Patriots, baby. Okay, Family man, we'll see, time. man. We'll see, we'll see. Yes, sir. Let's jump into basketball. Let's do it, man. And as we said, guys, we have a guest this episode here. Uh, actually, one of uh, one of our uh, favorite podcast uh, co-hosts of uh, the It Is What It Is show. Yes, sir. Um, Jaquan Chisholm here today. And as we dive into the uh, NBA rumors, you know, talks um, and the actual trades that actually, uh, you know, that went 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 on, um, we 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 seek Jaquan's help as our uh, our. Philadelphia Sixers kind of beat writer, you know, as, um, you know, the It Is What It Is show dives into sports a little bit. Um, him and Darren, do, they do their thing. So thank you again, Jaquan, for your help, man. Welcome to the Sandbox Sports Podcast. Woo-hoo. We appreciate you, man. Greetings and salutation. I'm happy to be here. How y'all yeah, doing? Man. Yeah, man. We doing all right. We yes, doing sir. all right. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Quan, we about to just dive right into it, man. Um, the biggest trade of uh, this season, as we saw this past week, was the Ben Simmons trade to Brooklyn. Ben Simmons has been traded to the Brooklyn Nets for James Harden mm-hmm. and a few other pieces. Man, that start, you know that that kind of that kind of uh, ruffles a, a lot of people's feathers. I, I bet a bunch of uh, Sixers fan, Sixers <laughs> fans' feathers for sure. Um, yes, it does. So, you know, so, you know, going into that, we kind of just, my thought process of it was, was, you know, there's so many things that, that caused for this trade to, to transpire. Mm-hmm. But within that, there were so many emotions and personalities and everything outside of basketball that was going on for this trade to mm-hmm. even happen. You know, mm-hmm. and that kind of, you know, that, that brought me back to the new CBA rules and, you know, the players control over, you know, the investment and, you know, obviously they are the investment, but the lack of, you know, team ability to do, you know, what they can to salvage that player has been a big thing, you know. And I think this was one of the biggest things in this trade itself, you know, the the new CBA rule and, you know, the effect that it, it plays on the team and how that player moves. What do you think that impact played on this this particular instance with, you know, Ben Simmons not even playing at all until this trade happened? Uh, the impact that it played is that it gave the players leverage mm. as far as the players' union is going to defend the player, even if they know that the players are complete wrong about it. And the impact of it is it holds teams hostages because for sure, mm. at the end of the day, if someone <clears throat> deems that they're not happy or mentally 
can't be comfortable, you have to acquiesce to quote unquote their demands to be to make it a better place workplace environment. But mm-hmm. uh but for Ben Simmons um case, to me, I think what it came down to one, this was this first time he was ever held to be accountable mm-hmm. from his mishaps last year throughout his whole basketball journey. He was never held accountable because he was the big, the big star for each team from for his sure. high school days, even to his commitment to LSU. He only committed to LSU because his godfather was a coach there. Mm-hmm. And for the James Harden thing with Daryl uh, Morey, the 76ers GM, this was always the mission. This was mm-hmm. always the play. For sure. It's just mm-hmm. um, patience was his greatest weapon, and it was us Sixers fans' greatest agony. well you know that kind of goes into my next question it's good that you pointed out Daryl Murray was that like a a good thing for Sixers fans you know the acquisition of Daryl Murray last year and then you know his 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 forever push to acquire James Harden and actually doing it you know where do you think the Sixers are going to end up and was it a good play for Daryl Murray or even for the hire of Daryl Murray you know with this with this whole thing going on well, to answer your question from last year, it was good for what the place he brought in, like Steph mm. Curry. Mm. Um, he brought in Doc Rivers, a more qualified coach than we had with Brent Brown. That's right. for sure. It, it was all to just improve on the weaknesses of Ben Simmons reluctant to shoot by giving mm. him space. So if you're going actually last year, yes, mm. it was a good thing. We was the number one seed last year. Right, and right. looked like we could have went all the way. But I think for this year – it it seems like it's the same old Daryl Morey from his Houston Rockets days. Like Daryl Morey is a great GM. He knows the correct pieces, but what he lacks is personal getting to know the individuals. He lacks that team need continuity, a mm. la the Spurs, the Golden State Warriors. Just watching Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson play, it's a thing of beauty. And they just bring pieces that fit them. With Daryl Morey, it seems like every year he's always changing a key role player. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and James Harden is the only constant. James Harden went from Dwight Howard to Chris Paul to Russell Westbrook. Yeah, all all players that fit well with him, but it never came into true winning. And like I said, a Sixers fan, the the skill set of James Harden is very needed for someone mm-hmm. to compliment Joel Embiid. Right. But for me, for me personally, the only question I have for it is what James Harden is going to show up in the playoffs because he has a propensity of not showing up. Just look at yeah. his history. Right. 2000, 2015, he had a playoff record, eight turnovers in the fourth quarter against the Golden State Warriors. Good. 2000, 2017, <laughs> he had a home game, game seven, against the Spurs with no Kawhi Leonard, no Tony Parker. He fouled out with 10 points, and they lost by 30 at home. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> the, following, the, the following year, um, he had a 3-2 lead against the Golden State Warriors and, and then it went to Game 7 and he was the head of they went 27 three-pointers 0 for 27. Goodness. And they with Kevin Durant limping and just didn't show up. So for me personally and I guess I could say subjectively that I'm I'm not impressed by this trade because of I, the history of James Harden. I want him to prove me wrong. Please, Philly, we, we, we want him to do this wrong. <laughs> right. So, sure. um, but yes. Um, but yeah, that, and 
because we don't know what type of Joel Embiid we're going to get next year. Like, we all know the history with big men and leg issues. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of skeptic when you have a coach that's known for giving up the most 3-1 leads with a choke artist. Ugh. And you, <laughs> not to mention another play that had great chemistry with Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, we traded him like we did with J.J. Reddick. Mm-hmm. Yet we still have Tobias Harris. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> it's a Philly fan, Ben, right there, man. I'm telling you. Well, I guess going into my next question, you kind of already answered it a little bit, but I'll ask it anyways. Who do you think won the trade ultimately? It's kind of difficult mm. because to me, both teams seem to be at a disadvantage. Now, from the net side, you could say they won because we traded for a 25-year-old all-around supposed player that's a great passer, a great one-on-one defender, Right, but he can't shoot, right. and he has been, if not the reason, one of the main reasons why Philly couldn't live up to their full potential. Let alone with the Nets, we don't know. Kyrie is not guaranteed to play sixty games due to his health reasons. He's never really healthy. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me a Kevin Durant going on thirty-four, who's coming back from injuries and seems like he gets injured every year now. Right, you're telling him you're going to rely on Ben Simmons. And you don't know what's going to go with Kyrie Irving. And let alone, I don't trust the Steve Nash thing. I've never been a fan of an inexperienced coach coaching a championship team. For sure. And from our team, Philly, we have to win either this year or next year because, one, James Harden is 33 years old. And I don't know if y'all noticed, he doesn't give off athletic body. And also, he's also up. (laughs) <laughs> yes. He's he also is up for a contract extension. And if mm-hmm. my um information is correct, his contract extension would be worth between 250 to 270. Meaning Ooh. by the time he's 38 years old, he'd be getting a 50 plus million a year, which Oh my God. You see what the Lakers are going with Russell Westbrook. So <laughs> and like <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I yeah. feel like we're just wasting we're wasting Joel and B's prime. Like mm. Joel, to me, Joel and B has the potential if he give you two or three more years of this to be a top five center. And like, it's been a while since we said someone could be a top five center of all time. For sure, it, true, true, true. But once, but once again, we it's not to take any away from James Harden as a good player. I believe he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's just that he has to prove me wrong, the city of Philly wrong, like. We're us fans. We are fans of hard workers. We come from the Iverson days and the the Doctor J. We, like, we love to see hard work, right? And right. to find out the play that we traded for, the first thing you hear about him is being that uh, another establishment that doesn't <laughs> pertain to basketball. Right. <laughs> like I'm like right now. I'm just watching the game right now, and one of the effects. The, the trade had on us that we like depth now. We just right. we, we was losing by fifty to the Celtics who've been struggling all year on offense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, it's it's almost like a you guys might have won if James Harden proves you all wrong, but it's a damn both teams got to win now kind of yeah. scenario. But at least in the next day, they could fool themselves to saying, "Hey, we have a twenty-five year old. He can't improve." He's in a different environment. Hence, look at Andrew Wiggins. He was seen as a disappointment. Now mm-hmm. he's an all-star starter. So right. they're at the end of the day, they have a 25-year-old does not have a complex injury history, unlike everybody else that was involved in this trade. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, you got Seth Curry. You still mm-hmm. have good 
Andre Drummond, and we gave him two first round picks. All right. So yeah. You, so yes, you sir. have something to build off of while we took in Paul Millsop and James Harden. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see how this one turn out, man. I hope I hope James Harden give you guys exactly what you want, man. I yeah. hope so too, man. I hope so too, man. Because this Joel B jersey is pretty expensive, and I'm ready to wear it. <laughs> and going with that, we'll see approach. I guess that leads into my last question. Where do both teams finish this season after the trade? Well, luckily for us that we have won enough games that we – I believe that we're in the third seed, fourth seed. We have home field advantage. Mm-hmm. So, luckily for us that we build, build up enough wins. And at the end of the day, we're still in the East. Even though the East has gotten better, we're still in the East, even though I do worry because James Harden won't be back until All-Star break. And I looking at our schedule – we have some tough opponents coming up. We have Milwaukee coming up. So that's yeah. a statement game right there. I believe we have Miami coming up. But once again, we're in the playoffs. It's just will we get home field advantage? And I guess for the Nets, whew, I don't know what's going to happen, man. They went from being <laughs> number one seed to they're fighting to be in the play. And, and most of their games right now are about to be home. And we know that situation. We don't right. need to speak on that. Mm-hmm. And Ben Simmons still haven't told when he's going to come and suit up. Yeah. So right now, the most reliable player on that team right now is Steph Curry and Andre Drummond. Right. Good luck with that. Hey man, look, shout out Brandon Marshall, but I gotta get (laughs) I gotta get messy right quick. Are the Sixers going to the finals? I mean, if. Actually, next week when I'm playing 2K, (laughs) (laughs) the person you need to ask is James Harden. And yeah. I think I know I know a place where you can find them. Trust me, it's not on the court. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not where they play basketball at, though. Huh? Right. No, it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, honestly, man, I really hope I really hope that the trade works out for both teams because right. just for the sake of good basketball. You know, who doesn't love great basketball? And we've got great basketball players who have shown their potential who are involved in this trade and. You know, we hope it works out. But we also just want to thank our guy, Jaquan, For sure. once again. Jaquan, can you give your, your uh, yourself and, you know, your show a little bit of a shout-out so, so guys can know where to find you? Uh, yes, you can find us. We're releasing a new episode this Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. We release two episodes a month. Uh, we have a lot of lot planned. We have some guests coming up. Uh, no, we're just we're working on it, man. And before I go, I want to tell you guys, like, yo, I'm very proud of y'all where y'all come from. This is very this is one of the best sports podcasts I listen to. And please man, like show it, show Sunbox all the love they need, man. Because they earned it. You guys yes, are sir, great. Man. We appreciate it, man. Appreciate that, Jaquan. Yes, sir. Again, the co-host of the It Is What It Is podcast, our Sixers beat writer himself. Jaquan Chisholm, man. We appreciate you again, man. Give him a round of applause. Man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Y'all see Peace that energy. Is- Peace and salutation, fellas. Good luck. Y'all see the energy. Y'all better make sure y'all check my guy out and show him some love for sure. Yes, sir, man. For sure. And keeping in line with the trade conversation, there were a lot of moves at this NBA trade deadline. And I want to ask you, Bigger Skin, outside of the Ben Simmons and James Harden trade, what trade do you think was the biggest trade move that NBA team made? You know, um, <clears throat> there were a few sneaky trades that 
I feel like got teams slightly better. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, there was one trade in particular that I really liked. The Sabonis trade was cool because you got De'Aaron Fox, the guy that, you know, that's a solidified big. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what we get out of De'Aaron Fox. Um, I also like the Marvin Bagley trade to Detroit. Mm. Um, get him together with Mr. Grant, see how he actually does. Mm-hmm. Get him with Kate Cunningham. He's young. He can run. But my favorite trade was the fleece um, of the Cavs. They they were able to get um, uh, Karis Levert out of Indiana mm-hmm. for Ricky Rubio and you know, you know some some picks that are obviously con- contending on their performance. But Karis Levert is a solid two guard in this league. Oh yeah, and the Cavs are arguably one of the best teams in the East right now. They're coming up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with the injury to Colin Sexton, you know, with um, with Darius Garland doing his thing, mm-hmm. the one thing about that trade is that the play style of Karis LeVert doesn't fit the backcourt of Darius Garland because Darius Garland is kind of like that guy who wants to orchestrate the offense, and yeah. Karis LeVert is kind of like this slasher one-on-one type guy. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it works out. Um, but man, I love that trade. I feel like it got the Cavs a solid two guard. And their front court is good. And Darius Garland is an all-star. They have yeah. Jared Allen, who's also an all-star. I really like that trade, man. That was probably one of my favorite. That's probably, outside of the Ben and James Harden trade, that was probably my favorite trade. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing is, truthfully, I think looking back, if you ask Net fans, they would have loved to kept both Jared Allen and Karis LeVert, of course. Yeah. But Karis LeVert is a sneaky good player in the sense that I think he's way better of a guard than he's always touted for. Like, I think Mm -hmm. he could be when it's all said and done in the next year or two in the top 10 conversation of guards Mm -hmm. fully. And the Cavs, like you said, got him for a bag of chips. I'm pretty sure Ricky Rubio is hurt. I don't even know if he's playing right now. Yeah, Ricky Rubio is hurt, and I think he he might have been actually out for the rest of the season. I don't know. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And I think that the Cavs stole one for sure. Yeah. But my favorite trade and I, I really think this trade really stuck out to me because for the longest time, I think we even mentioned in early episodes, I really don't think that Porzingis was the was the right fit for what Mavericks had going. I really don't think that him and Luca <clears throat> were great together. Yeah. And with that being said, I think that, one, I think that tr- that move was made for Porzingis with an attempt to keep Bradley Beal around, hopefully by giving him another guy. But <laughs> but I really think that the Porzingis trade was great for the Wizards. I mean, truthfully, I don't think they're contending right now, but Porzingis is still young, and you can build around him right now. Whereas Dinwiddie's great, but you're not contending anyway, so you may as well get him out. And I forget who else was a part of that trade, but like, I think the pieces you gave up to get Porzingis in there were great. And I also think that the Mavs needed another floor general to let Luka to give Lucas some off-ball action so that he's not always gassed by the end of the game. So I think Dinwiddie will help there. Mm, surprising that you actually mentioned that trade because I feel like that trade was a way for both organizations to get rid of unwanted personalities. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was hearing a bit of backstory about Dinwiddie and his camaraderie with his teammates. It kind of him thinking that he was in this leadership role that people didn't take to. Mm. Um, and Porzingis just not working out in Dallas. One, um, you talk about Porzingis, he's still young, so I'm not going to say that he's a bust. Right. But um, he is not playing to his 
to what people think he should be for sure. in terms of an NBA talent. Mm-hmm. Two, I think that trade worked out for Dallas more because Spencer Dinwiddie is just a guy who wants to take a leadership role and you know play competitive basketball. And yeah. Luka needs that second guy who is a consistent guard, and Dinwiddie can do you know whatever he needs to. Sure. I, he's not. Pro- he's probably not going to provide you with the consistency in scoring, but Luka's going to give you that. He had fifty the other night. Yeah, yeah. But then Woody is going to be a distraction. He's going to play scrappy defense. He's going to be a guard who facilitates. Um, and I think that's what they needed outside of Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway comes down and chucks three-pointers. Right. And, you know, he's an ISO-type player. So I think yeah. Dinwiddie was a great acquisition, actually. And for the vast majority of Przingis' time in Dallas, I feel like he spent a lot of that on the perimeter, just yeah. kind of like hanging out on the perimeter and not really doing much. Whereas I think – he can be kind of a focal point for what the Wizards have going on, especially, and I recognize that Bradley Beal's done for the season, especially if Bradley Beal comes back. If Bradley Beal can have someone to dish it to down there and mm-hmm. they bring in another piece, that team could be really interesting in years to come. We'll see, man. I don't even know if Bradley Beal's coming back. I know, I know he's out for the rest of the season. Um, but I also know that he probably wants to get to that bag, and I think Washington is the only team that can do that. So, yeah, maybe we'll see Bradley Beal back in the – Red, white, and blue. Yes, sir. And lastly, you want to talk some All-Star Weekend? Yeah, man, it is All-Star Weekend, man. It's going to be a fun one. It came pretty quick. It did. But maybe that's just because the NBA, the NFL season was going so so fast. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, we're into All-Star Weekend already. Let's do it. Yes, sir. So we're going to discuss who we think are going to be the biggest winners on each of the All-Star events this, this weekend. And I'm going to start off with the Skills Challenge. You have Team Antetokounmpo, which is Giannis, Thanasis, and Alex, versus Team Cavs, which is Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen, versus Team Rooks, which is Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. Who mm. wins that skills challenge? I like Josh Giddy. I do. He's um, talented. I like Cade Cunningham. But... I don't think they'll 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 make the make the cut. So let's cut out the rooks. Sure. Um, you know, let's just cut to the chase. I really like Darius Garland and Evan Mobley and how they've mm-hmm. been playing. And Jared Allen is just another guy in that front court that's just so dominant. I'm going with Team Cavs for this one. Interesting. And I think that the All Star Game is in Cleveland, isn't it? Perhaps. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, it I is. think it is. it is. So yeah, why not Team Cavs? Darius Garland, first time All Star. Uh, you know, Jared Allen, I don't think this is his first time All-Star appearance, but is it? I think, I think it is. is. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, wow. But yeah, first time All-Star as well. Why not? Let's go for the home team. I'm going Cleveland. You know, when it comes to this skills challenge, every year we get someone so fun in there, mm-hmm. like the bigs being the one to, to chop the threes. Yeah. And why not get the brothers who cannot shoot at all <laughs> to win the hat, bad boy? I love the fact that Giannis can't hit a three to save his life, but I guarantee right. he's going to spray it at this team, <laughs> the team Antetokounmpo for this skill challenge. I got to go with the Antetokounmpo, brother. There Shout out go. to them. There we go. Shout man. out to them. I think this would be a fun one. I love the participants they have. Yeah, man. I'm I'm kind of excited about this one here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, shout out to team Antetokounmpo. We'll see what goes on. Right. For sure. This one is honestly because of the dunk contest being a dud. Mm-hmm from time and time again, I think this is going to be the most exciting. We got the three-point contest, and here are the participants. We got Fred Van Vliet, 
Desmond Bain, Luke okay. Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Carl Towns, and Trey Young. Who wins that and why? Okay. Sleeper. I got two sleepers and I got my assumed winner. Mm-hmm. First sleeper is Desmond Bain. Yeah. From the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm about that. I think he's shooting like 48% right now. Maybe a little, maybe a little less, but around there from three point range. Mm-hmm. Desmond Bain is my sleeper and Patty Mills is my second sleeper. Mm-hmm. When Patty Mills is on, he is on and he's been on for Brooklyn when they needed him. Right. At key moments. I mean, not only that, he's just a spot on shooter. He's just always been that way. Mm-hmm. But the winner of the three point competition is going to be Trey Young. Mm. Can't see how he's going to lose. He might even step back a little bit beyond whatever the rack is or wherever they place him to shoot. I got Trey Young winning this one, and I think it's going to be an easy one for him. Yeah, I think looking at the list, I think it's so easy, so easy to pick the winner here. Mm. It's so easy to pick the win here. And I, I think it's even easier to just tell you that it's not going to be Trey Young. It's not going to be Trey Young. It's not going to be okay. Trey Young. And the reason why that is, Trey Young is ultra talented with the basketball. And he's a great shooter. But he's not a spot-up shooter. And in this challenge, I think it calls for you, in order to have success, to be a spot-up shooter to some degree. You know who's going to win it is my guy who said, she said, do you love me? I told her only partly. I oh, only love my Van gosh. And my mama. I'm Are Van we going Vliet. for the guy in Toronto? We going for the guy in Toronto. Fred. The... Killer Fred. I'm telling you. Drake's lookalike. Wow. The brother can shoot the ball. Yeah, Fred can shoot. He can shoot the ball. And he's not incredibly talented at a ton of other things, but he can shoot the life out of the ball. Yeah. And I think he is going to outduel Trey Young on Saturday. And I'm excited for him to drop an album right after because that brother really does look like Drake. <laughs> Why not, man? Fred is also a first-time All-Star this year, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Big shout-out to Fred Van Vliet, man. Why not, man? So he's going to come with it. That's exactly mm-hmm. why he's going to come with it. Yeah. Lastly, we got this dunk contest. And we got some newcomers in it, and I'm glad to see that because some of the dunk contests in years prior have been kind of buns, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But we got Obi Toppin, Jalen Green, Cole Anthony, and Juan Toscano Anderson. Who wins? Cole Anthony is a super athlete. I just don't think the dunk contest is just his way. I'm right now Cole Anthony. Super mm-hmm. athlete, like the guy. I think he's what Orlando needed in a point guard. Mm-hmm. Um Obi, no B. Juan Kenobi, no. I think I'm riding off Obi. He did it before. Great in-game dunker. He does some wild stuff in games, but I don't think, I don't think his dunks would look as cool as a guard who is doing it. You yeah, know, it's kind of yeah. like the old school Amari going into the dunk competition. Mm-hmm. You know, going against guys. Eh, Obi, you know, talented guy. Not going for Obi. I really like Jalen Green. Mm. Jalen Green has been showcasing his athletic ability since high school. Um, he is a super, super athlete, um, and he has some ability while in the year to do some crazy things. So, um, and he also he also jumps out the gym. I think he's he probably he's probably one of the best dunkers in the league this year. And I, 
should he have stayed should he have you know stayed clear of the dunk competition i say so because i think he's gearing up to be the the rockets franchise guy mm-hmm. but why not man show up man it's your rookie year let's do it and i'm going for jalen green yes sir i like that pick because i think jalen can jump out the gym a super athlete but just like you said this contest in a large part favors mm-hmm. the the high flying guys that are small so because of that, I love what Cole Anthony was going to bring to the table. I'm really excited for him to show out. I think that just on the court himself, he moves with a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited to see what Cole Anthony is going to bring to this contest. I'm kind of writing off Wanty and Obi, to be honest, right. because the big guys never really come with it. And I'm hoping they do. But I like to see the battle between Jalen Green and Cole Anthony for sure. Oh man, it, it might be a fun one. I like Cole. I like, like I said, I like Cole Anthony. He's a super athlete as a kid. Um, I just don't know what he's. Don't want to write him off, but you know, I think Jalen Green might have an upper hand this one. But it's gonna be a good one, like you said, for sure, for sure. And just like that, we wrapping up another fun episode. We had a lot of content for you guys, and we hope you enjoyed it all. Yes, sir, man. Back at you again, another week. Once again, we appreciate our guest, co-host of the It Is What It Is podcast, Jaquan Chisholm. For coming on here and giving up giving us his spiel on the Ben Simmons, James Harden trade. Yes, sir. Um, we back into the NBA heat, you know, um, all-star weekend on the way here. So we kind of wanted to give you guys some all-star takes. But check us out on Instagram again at Sandbox Sports Podcast. We could also be found on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, multiple platforms on YouTube here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's bigger scant. I'm here. Shout out to the Jets once more. We out. We love y'all, man. Yes, sir. Love y'all. Shout out to the Pats as we end football season. We love y'all. Be great. Boom.